You're listening to the RNR podcast with your host Richa and Rina. Okay, back again. Next episode of RNR podcast. Uh, so, what are we talking about today, Richa? So um, we have been um, requested. Um, someone we know has um, requested that we do a book recommendation episode. So that's what Rena and I are going to do. Yes. Um, so this episode is coming up. Um, you know, it's beginning of November now. But in my opinion, since we're still in fall, we're still kind of in the spooky season. So I do want to start out by recommending some, you know, fall books, spooky, horror, true crime, thrillers, and then we can move from there. How does that sound? Sounds good. Um, let me just say, though, you and I, we we are not typical book people, I think, because I don't read a lot of new releases. Like, I read a lot of, like, like, I think most of my mystery, spoiler alert for both of us, is, like, Agatha Christie, because we read a bunch of her stuff in high school. Um, so that's, like, I'm looking at my story graph, and that's, like, a lot of my books. Mm, crime, yeah. Crime and, uh, yeah, she's just, it's all her. And then you, we have, like, a couple of John uh, Grisham books. Yeah, um... So, like, I guess a recent book, this one was published in 2019 that I see has, like, is still popular. Like, people read it. It's called The Silent Patient. Um, I'm in, like, a Facebook, like, book group, um, and someone read it recently, and they were like, oh, it's, um, you know, it's predictable. And I agree it's predictable, but sometimes predictability is good, but the story itself, like, I guess I want to say is that I'm not exactly much of a horror slash thriller person and so this book is um it's fine um it, it is sort of predictable and I feel like the narrative is the the writing the storytelling is a little confusing um mm -hmm. yeah but um maybe for some people like that's fine and stuff for me this was this was okay. If I can add some good points, um, since I read this book, um, I thought like that, I think the buildup was pretty good in my opinion. Um, it did sort of happen pretty quickly at the end, but I thought when you start out the book, it, it was very good. And I like how for this book, it's dark, mysterious, uh, horror thriller kind of s so it's not you you have an unreliable narrator obviously so that's kind of yeah. like that's kind of why the book was written the way it was but on the other hand there are definitely some characters that I was like oh these people are definitely like placeholders they don't really mean much in the whole entire story but yeah I I rated it like 3.75 just for the vibe <laughs> yeah um, so there's another book that the author had created called um, The Maidens. The Maidens is um, it's okay. It's it's a definite. It's definitely more shocking if you want the thriller aspect and the horror aspect of a book. Um, 
and like the the narrator like the main character is like an adult woman I think she's in her late 20s early 30s or something um but like you know you're trying to unravel mystery in the book and the twist at the end like the couple twists that came I didn't see it coming but like like I said thriller horror like it's not exactly my forte but I think a lot of people did enjoy this um this book and it is something I think you know a lot of booktubers were like talking about it at one point yeah I remember that so a book that I actually read recently that falls under the thriller genre is the seven and a half deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle first published in 2018 did you read that Richa um, I tried to read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, but I never... Seven and a half. Like, I had it. This is not... Okay, that's the, that's the, like, pre-sequel or sequel or whatever, right? It's not actually the No, they're first not related. Book. They're not related they at aren't? all. No. Who's the... Oh. Seven and a half de- deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. I oh, looked it up. Okay. They just, unfortunately, have very <laughs> similar titles. <laughs> My bad. I thought you were talking about a different book. No, no, no. I know... Yeah, this is not that. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at the description of it, and this person described it as Agatha Christie meets Groundhog Day, and I think that's a very um very good description of it. I gave it four stars. I think like this is not actually a book you can predict. You can guess all uh-huh. you want, but it's actually not close to what I was thinking was happening. But um, it keeps you on your toes. Um, you're guessing the whole time. It's very it's interesting I think the concept definitely like I've never seen it done before the author could have possibly done more world building and there are some like loose ends loose threads at the end but other than that I thought it was like I gave it four stars I thought it was it was decent it was good it's fiction fantasy mystery thriller adventures mysterious reflective medium paced giving you the whole description but yeah I liked it it was decent yes um and there's this book okay so there's this book I tried to read like in September but I never actually ended up going through it because I thought it was a little too early in spooky season and now I'm not exactly um in the horror elements anymore and that's the book called The Good Son like the good like S-O-N son and it's basically isn't that it's, uh, it's I don't think it's sad. It's more of a thriller book because uh, it's more of a psychological horror, I think, actually, because you're in the mind of like the son, like uh, who lives with his mother and he has um, like, you know, medication for his um, health, mental health. Um, And then something happens and he's like, he's a suspect basically. And then you like, you're in his mind and you're understanding his thoughts and how he unravels everything that happens. And like, it's very like psychological horror. Um, I heard it's very, I heard it's very good. I like when I was first like listening to the audio audiobook, it was very creepy, but um, as you know, I'm not into horror book, horror books, but like it is a good book. I would recommend it. Um, So another, I guess, recommendation I have is a book called The Woman in the Library. It is Uh. technically a thriller book, okay? That's why I'm talking about it. I unfortunately gave it 2.5 stars, so it was average in my opinion. 
but the reason I read it, and I think it, I think it was you who recommended it to me, Richa. It was because a booktuber that both of us watched, I think, talked about it or they were going to read it. And because it was in Boston, Richa obviously told me. So that's how it happened. But it's a fiction, thriller, dark, mysterious, medium-paced book. And basically, it's about how there are these strangers who are sitting at a table in the Boston Public Library. It's quiet. They're just working on stuff. And suddenly, a woman screams. So the security guards at the Boston Public Library have obviously looked, instructed everyone to stay inside. And as this was happening, the four strangers start talking to each other to pass the time. And Wait, are you giving us the whole summary? Yes, that's the summary. And then that's, they oh. get, you know, they, the story is mostly about their relationship with each other. But as you go through the book, the scream keeps coming up. So you, you gotta look into that. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's got some twists, got some turns, even like a 180. <laughs> okay um, yeah I mean I read it I finished it I mean I think that means something I I pretty I can pretty much easily dean up a book so but I kept through it um wow so if you were to read this read it for me I think we should move on because both you and I exact don't exactly have like horror thriller more horror and thriller books that we could recommend that was my thriller I mean, I guess I only have one recommendation for horror, but, you know, Coraline, it's a classic. It's an amazing book. Okay. I would totally recommend it to anyone who's like, I just, I just really like the writing in Coraline and the world building in Coraline. It's so creepy. Like, and if you've watched the movie, the clay animation movie, it's like literally like, it's not, it's not exactly the same as the book, but that was like the author, like he worked on the claymation too and like if they added everything from the book to the movie it would have been 10 times creepier so I like the movie as it is and then I like the book as it is yeah I do I think I I recommended Richa do, do this I'm going to recommend everyone else to do this but please listen to the audiobook um the author Neil Gaiman narrates it uh well we use Libby so if you have Libby Libby you should totally get it but he narrates it and then there's there's different parts of the book and in the beginning and kind of at the end I believe he has this like creepy song that he, he sings like and it's it. very weird yeah it's very creepy it, it does very much like add to that creepy vibe and it yeah. yeah I think it may that's what kind of makes it horror along with like the content obviously but yeah it's a it's pretty good I think the audiobook def definitely adds more depth into it so weird but like we're done with like horror mystery crime and the spooky books and I want to focus on like fantasy and fiction and the reason I thought that Coraline was a good segue is because of the author Neil Gaiman mm -hmm. he is an adult fiction fantasy writer and um you know when I was like younger like YA like fantasy and fiction like science fiction was where I like read a lot of books and I think as an adult I really enjoy Neil Gaiman's books because because he writes fiction and fantasy and it's like so interesting too um so I think let's see what's a good book I think the first book I read by him was American Gods so I think that's a good place for people to start also there's like so there's shows he's made for like Netflix and and Prime um so like Good Omens and The Sandman like Sandman is his comics 
but like the good omens was written by neil gaiman and sir terry pratchett and that's a good book too um so they're all like fiction they're mostly all fantasy so i totally recommend it i recommend all his works basically <laughs> nice nice um so you mentioned american gods um that's good i I accidentally, I wouldn't say accidentally, but I accidentally read book number two for American Gods. So it's Wait, there's a book number two. It's a Nasty Boys. Mm. That's number two. Never mind. Oh. Yeah. So um, that was good too. I liked it. I think um, Neil Gaiman, it's pretty much in line with American Gods, I think, like in how good the story is and the fact that, like, I believe if I remember correctly, I read it in 2019 and it's set in the same world, but all the characters are different. But kind of that um, fantasy world building that he did in the first book continues on um, into this book as well. So it's pretty good. I like it. See, here's the thing. Recently, I've been reading a lot of YA, like fantasy books, like, you know, Percy Jackson, like that sort of thing and like the Adventures Wanted series which both of them are like classic YA fantasy books I think um I was like trying to get back into reading so I and I haven't read either of the series in a very long time so I thought I'd get into it yeah another I guess YA series that I haven't read in a while but I remember thinking was very good and it's this the alchemist the first book is the alchemist and it's part of the series called the secrets of the immortal nicholas flame mm. i know that richa she was she thought this this series was all right but you know i really liked it and i know other people like it too i've seen someone who's, in person who's the author again the author is michael scott oh i'm not joking that's actually his name but yeah <laughs> okay um yeah um do you remember this book Richa? yeah I was not a fan of the series I know you weren't uh maybe I should reread it so I can understand like maybe why I don't like it or maybe see if I like it again like is if it I'm... I don't re- I don't even remember why you didn't like it but I don't know if it's because there's too much happening or just a lot of different I just don't think I liked I enjoyed the story I think the story was a bit much. I don't think it made sense at certain points. But then again, that was like years ago. Like, you know. Yeah. Also, maybe read, I'll give it to you. It said I read this in 2016. So the fact that I still remember it. Um, well, as someone who ranked it, I gave it a five out of five. I think you should reread it. Give it a chance. Okay. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But um, okay. Yeah. But there's about six books in the series, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, there's um, there's like a standalone like book. I think it got released this year. Legends and Lattes by Travis yes. Baldry. Yes. It's like a high fantasy with like low stakes. Is basically it's like um, it's basic like sub like subtitle, not subtitle, but like. It's the name of the book is like Legends and Lattes. And usually the title underneath that is like high fantasy with low stakes. You know, it's the catch catchphrase, I guess. But I just want to say uh, it was released in 2022 and it is a very good book. It is high fantasy, um, but I think um, 
So I, I think it's very good. It's it's nice. It's cute. Um, it has a good story. I love the writing. It's good. I recommend it. Yeah. Um, I like the audiobook for that book. So you can read it that way as well. Uh, there's nothing else I can add to what Richa said. But it is very low stakes, which I like in fantasy books sometimes. So um, I guess um, another book that I could recommend that's fantasy. And there's a lot of different books. I guess The Alchemist is always a good option. Didn't you just mention The Alchemist? I didn't mention it in this episode. But I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it to you. Wait, can you tell me what The Alchemist is again? by paulo calio oh my god i like did not recognize it when you said it but yeah the alchemist okay. <laughs> sorry i like i mixed up that word with like the previous book you recommended by michael scott yeah um but for those that don't know this book was published a while back um it says here that it was published back in 1988 so before we were born uh, it's a very short book, not even 200 pages, but it's basically about um, the shepherd boy from uh, Spain, I think, who travels to search for treasure. Uh, there's a lot of different uh, tidbits and whatnot. He's not He's not exactly traveling for tre- treasure. It's like he's trying to find his purpose, basically. Yeah. And like it's his journey to finding it. Okay, well, I hope you read it. <laughs> I, I read it like well, you're telling me or you're telling them the audience but okay wow thanks um it's a good book I think um I have like a copy that I got from someone else so I have highlighted stuff in there and there's already other stuff that was highlighted so it's all little one-liners that are really nice and yeah, it's just about destiny I have a couple more recommendations if that's yes. cool so the first recommendation I want to make is The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. It is a classic fantasy book. And um, there's like, when I was reading about the book series, because it's so popular in like England and it like kind of became like world best-selling and whatnot. Um, it used to be like, it wasn't even originally a book. It was like a radio, like, like they would just tell the audience the story on the radio and then it became like so there's after the first book there's a lot of other parts that like a lot of other stuff that happens after the first book that isn't like in book form because it used to be on the radio so very cool um it's exactly what you think the title is if you don't know what the book is about as in like space stuff you know but it's like I don't know it's just a good book I like it it's nice. Yeah. The audiobook is super short. So the book form is quite short as well. Um, highly recommend. Yeah. Um, man, I had another I had another one in mind. Oh, uh, let me say. Sorry, I'm gonna move kind of fast. Okay. But another book I would recommend is The Midnight Library by Matthew Haig. Matt Haig. Um fantasy book it was released was it last year I I think I read it last year yeah was it earlier this year but it's just about this um girl like she she like sort of 
she's in a limbo and then she goes to the library and then she explores the what ifs of her life. So it's super interesting. Um, I think it's, um, there's a lot of good one-liners in the book and the story itself is, is pretty interesting. So I do recommend it. Nice. I'm trying to look at what books I've read um, this year. <laughs> um, I reread The Hunger Games. I think it's a classic. Okay, if you've already read it, then I think you should reread it. The first book, like, it's just really good. I know, like, we have the movies and stuff, but I, I do think the movies, like, is not as good as the book. But the movies are really good, though. Like, I think they accurately do depict, like, how, um, about, like, family, about, like, kind of the, um, the politics and the policy of, like, gathering kids and then putting them in, like, a life or death situation. Um, so yeah, I think it's pretty good. I haven't read a lot of non or fantasy fiction books really. Um, I read Kings of the Wild earlier this year, I think, by Nicholas Nicholas Amos. Um, Kings of the Wild, as in W Y L D. High fantasy as well. Quite a good book. Um, what does it remind you of? It's like an adventure book. It is. Yeah. Actually, it sort of reminds me of Adventurous Wanted, um, but like for adults. Yes, that is. Yeah, I remember I read that late last year. It was good. I don't have any more recommendations, I believe. Unless we go. Oh, um, I, I do have a recommendation, actually. So maybe we've talked about this already, but the Brown Sister series uh, book books one, two and three, I think are very much worth reading. Brown Sister series. Yes. Um, so the author's name is Talia Hibbert. Um, she's an English author. And she um, she does a lot of like, she writes romance novels, essentially. And this series is, I think, is very popular. Like the way she writes these sisters and the way um, she writes each of their, each of their stories but they each have different personalities and their love interests are all different uh I just think it's pretty cool <laughs> cool um my favorite one's the last one but I've read all three of them so they're pretty good um I agree with you um I think it's a great book um it's a great series but I do agree that the last book is probably my favorite I think it's I don't know, but I mean, all the sisters, like, I just like how she went through the family and they're like, so she had this plan from the beginning because all the sisters are mentioned in the first book. Then you get to the next sister in the next book. And then the third one is the youngest, the baby, you know, mm -hmm. baby of the family. Yeah. So good series. I recommend it. Yeah. Uh, the next book I want to talk about is The Soulmate Equation. Ooh. Came out 2021. Um. It's by Christina Lauren, which is like two authors, but their names are combined. Um, what do you call that? A duo author, author duo? I don't know. Something like that. But it's it's a basically like a lighthearted like romance book about the single mother who's a data and statistic um, person, but um, she's raising her seven-year-old daughter, Juno, by herself. And, you know, the father um, has never really been around and her 
mother kind of like was a part of your, so her mother was not involved with her, but she has her grandparents because uh, she was essentially raised by them. There's this new like DNA genetic technology that basically matches your DNA with like a soulmate, basically. Or whoever you're most compatible with that's in the system. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this is just that story. And you should read it to find out more. I rated this book um, point seven, or 4.25. Um, I would also like to add that another book that the authors had written that I really enjoy is called The Unhoneymooners. Um, it's quite funny. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's like sort of an enemies to lovers enemies to friends to lovers story um it's about like a twin and like the fact that her sister's like husband to be his brother is like someone she doesn't like and like it just goes from there but I enjoyed it I can see here that you gave it 3.5 but I gave it a 4.25 so another recommendation I have is the whole Heartstopper series um by Alice Olsman I don't know how to say her last name. But, you know, it's a coming-age story about two British um, teenagers uh, kind of going through it, falling in love, discovering things about themselves. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, I know they made the TV series, but I think reading the graphic novel makes it, um, I don't know, just it's just nice like, reading their story. I'm not really um, kind of watching the TV show, but yeah. Yeah, um, I don't have any more recommendations for romance because I actually haven't. See, I have read other romance books, but I did not give them a good rating, so I will not place that burden on you guys. <laughs> I have more. This is a famous author too, and I just I will not give them a shout out. <laughs> okay, um, I have some more recommendations. Oh, you do? Okay, um, you continue, so Rena. Yeah, so uh, Pride and Prejudice, I don't think I need to explain this to you guys, just like read it. Um, obviously, it's by Jane Austen, so there's that. Um, this is, I looked up um, romance on what I've read on Storygraph, and it's giving me Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. And I, that was published in 2012. And it's also a coming of age story about two guys who, um, one of them, I think, moves to like, Arizona or something like that. I forgot I forgot how that whole thing started but they just like kind of you know become friends fall in love that sort of thing fangirl is showing up as a romance by rainbow Rowell 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 I never liked her books um I just wasn't exactly a fan this is the only book I've ever liked and I gave it five stars why I liked it is it because it has twins in it? Maybe, but um, I, know, I liked it when I read it. Um, it it actually doesn't show me when I read this, so I don't know when this happened. It's published in twenty thirteen. Um, it was good while I was reading it, but you know, maybe it's not the same. You know, I have another book on here. Wow, Amy and Rogers' Epic Detour. That was a very long time ago. Yeah, it was in high school. Um, so. So this girl named Amy's father passed. Her mom moved to the East Coast and she hasn't been able to drive. So she's she needs to this person named Roger is driving with her 
driving for or something like that. I gave it four stars, so maybe that means something. I see. All right, I got nothing else. Let's go to okay. Nonfiction. I have why don't you start? Because there's a lot of this there's a lot of books that you and I have both read that are nonfiction. So but I think you've read more nonfiction than me, which is overall. Yeah, uh, let's start out with the big one that I think everyone should read. Basically, there's this book I read over the summer. I think I already mentioned it at some point, but it's called Empire Pain, The Secret History of the Sackler Dynasty. So for those of you that maybe aren't aware of this, um, there's an opioid epidemic. And this thing, this epidemic has kind of started since the 90s. And it started because of a company, a pharmaceutical company called Purdue Pharma. They have been producing opioids called Oxycontin. And the thing is, is that, um, you know, they're like, obviously you think that pharmaceutical companies would want to help their patients. But the thing is that they're basically selling the Oxycontin as if you weren't going to get addicted to it. But the thing is that at the time, morphine, you know, people were already like kind of placing limits on it. You had to be kind of careful about how you take it because you could get addicted to pain medication. But Oxycontin is a, and opioids are a lot more addictive. But basically they started to, how do I say this? Market it towards chronic pain patients. They're campaigning it, making it seem like it was the next biggest thing. Like they made the representatives go to all these different like locations and doctors and taking them out for lunch. Like, giving them all these little goodies in order for them to like basically give oxycontin to their patients but what ended up happening is that all these patients became addicted and the the family that owns Purdue Pharma is called the Sacklers Sackler family and they have been getting away with doing this for so long um so yeah this book yeah. narrates that whole history yeah, I think you were telling me like the entire story, like the entire memoir, like nonfiction book as you're reading it. And like, it's not that it's not it's not that the Sacklers had nothing to do with it. It's that they are still in control of the company and they earn every like they all of their money is earned from the fact that they have been selling Oxycontin as if it's like a best selling book, you know, like it is so big. And yet they're earning the money from it so many people are getting addicted to it like the whole fentanyl like overdoses that are occurring it's like kind of uh it's been kind of um pushed by the purdue pharma and the sacra family yeah. because they, they won't trying, take credit yeah because they were know? trying to stop oxycontin sales or they were doing something with the bottle caps that made it harder for people to open so that means people turn to other drugs to use, like heroin, cocaine, fentanyl, all those different things. Um, mm -hmm. And they have refused to acknowledge what they've done. And what they've done, actually, I've looked into this, is that they've they basically drained the money dry from the company and then announced that it was bankrupt. So that means a bankruptcy judge was able to kind of exempt them from being sued. The um, Sackler family, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's still happening. Um, I haven't, I, I think I looked into that, like that was in September. I don't know if things have changed now, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's worth reading, but I just kind of gave you the whole history of it basically, but yeah. I should read it personally, but I, I do, um, uh, 
Yeah, because it's very important to know since the epidemic is still going on. I thought you read it. I, I guess no, I you that. you told me everything about the book and I never read it. Like I need to, but like, you know. Wow. Um, I recommend, I want to recommend two things that Rena hasn't read. Uh, one of them I mentioned in a previous episode is Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race, written by Renee Edo Lodge. Um, I started reading this book because I wanted to understand racism in England and the UK and their history and stuff. Quite bad. Anyway, I do recommend it if you want to learn more about it. Um, and another book um, that I do recommend is Norris Mythology by Neil Gaiman. He writes... Um, so I don't know if I'd consider this like fantasy and like I should have mentioned it then, but like this is a Norse mythology book. So I guess I'm mentioning it now, um, but he just writes stories about Norse mythology and like famous things and then Ragnarok and like, yeah, uh, it's quite, it's quite good. Um, I don't know. It's definitely not nonfiction because um but it is oral storytelling that he's um, he's put in book form. So that's why I mention that now. Well, he's continuing on a tradition. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, it's fine. So I'm, I don't remember if you've read this book or not, but um, one book I'm going to recommend is Happy People Are Annoying by Josh, Josh Peck. So I'm, I hope that people know who he is, but if you don't, Josh Peck is an actor. He used to be on Nickelodeon. He was on the Amanda Bynes show, um, which was how he got into Nick. And then from there, he had his own TV show called Drake and Josh. So um, it, he just narrates his story um, from like kind of before he was born to like 2022, because that's when this was published. But um, you know, that part of him being on TV was kind of only a blip in his life. You know, there's so much that went on in his own life that I wasn't aware of. Um, so I think it's definitely worth listening to, listening, because he actually narrates it. And I think he has a very iconic voice that, um, I don't know, makes the book more fun and more, like, real. Um, so, yeah, I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I want to I recommend an author. Um, his name is Carl Sagan. Uh, he's actually an astronomer, astrophysicist. Um, he passed away actually like a decade or two ago. But he wrote a book called Pale Blue Dot. It's one of his more famous books, I believe. Um, no, actually his most famous one, in my opinion, is Cosmos. I think out of the two, Cosmos is my favorite one. But I do enjoy Pale Blue Dot quite a bit. But um. He, I guess, if you want to learn more about space stuff from, like, a person or author who actually enjoys, like, teaching people about space and, like, the how amazing space is and the ever vastness of, like, space and the universe and galaxies and stars and all that wonderful stuff, Cosmos is your book to go to, and Carl Sagan is the person you go to. Uh, I actually have one more recommendation. I've meant we yes. mentioned this in our um, last book episode, but basically, um, I want to recommend this again. But a slip of the keyboard by Terry Pratchett, Sir Terry Pratchett. Um, 
I think it's um it's a very good nonfiction book. Uh, he just writes some short essays. I think that's the best way to describe it, or short um short chapters about like something that he's thought of, different subjects. Um, he actually talks about death and dying um a little more than I thought he would, but he was he did have a uh, Alzheimer's. He was diagnosed um kind of early on. It it was very early. Um, and he wasn't, he talked a lot about that uh, situation and whatnot. So yeah, I think it's definitely something that I think you should listen or read. Um, so I have a couple more recommendations and I'm done. you've read what? I'm done with my recommendations. Oh, really? Okay. I have like three more recommendations yeah, and you've okay. read all these books, right? Okay. So Asada Shakur, like an autobiography written by herself, <laughs> with like an introduction by Lennox Hines, really, really good memoir. Like, uh, by the way, she's still in Cuba. Um, like, because um, she, she's exiled by the US because they accused her of killing like a New Jersey cop. But um, like, there's just no evidence to support that. Like, but obviously with an all white jury, they convicted her. And so obviously the memoir doesn't, it does int introduce her like in the first like chapter or so but the memoir is basically about her entire life and like her like relationship with like um with race in America and, and then you know with as being a woman as well in America and like her learning about all this stuff like in college and stuff and then like you know all this happening yeah um, you know yeah. it was first published in 1987 thing yeah I know she's been away for so long but yeah I I really like this book as well I rated it five out of five and I think this was the first time I, I ever understood that she was a, a political prisoner essentially like no one's ever talked about her like that but like she described herself like that and it just makes so much sense because the system you know people would if she was a different race she would not have been brutalized in prison the way that she was especially when she and was tortured yeah tortured yeah she was she was pregnant too and like they didn't give her the treatment that she needed and like she needed help and like I don't know I just didn't like that yeah. um yeah good autobiography yeah she did yeah um and then like beside that I would also recommend Malcolm X's autobiography just because like you know learning about race relations in the U.S. and his life story and his change like Malcolm X's own like perspective on like black people in America and how that's changed over time and like his own transformation like his story is like crazy it's like good mm -hmm. yeah very good um yeah and like obviously I guess a more modern book that a memoir that I really think people should read is Trevor Noah's memoir Born a Crime like so good he I know nothing about the apartheid and he spoke about it so plainly and about his life growing up in South Africa during the time. And I just, I totally recommend it. He's so funny too. Like his tone in the book is like so interesting. He tells stories about his life growing up and like some of it's quite funny. Some of it's more revealing and just, mm -hmm. just think everyone should read it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Um, you know, he's leaving the daily show. I know like man I'm gonna miss him like he's he's quite funny you and I saw him 
and like when he was doing a tour like back in 2018 or 2000 yeah was it 2018 i don't know was it before that i don't know he was doing a tour like sometime and we saw him and it was just so funny mm-hmm. yeah he's great Dang. daily show is not gonna be the same without him yes i wonder if hassan is gonna take his place though i you and i are gonna listen back to this and when they reveal that like yeah. like whoever's gonna be hosting we're gonna be like oh <laughs> like i don't why um, I, I feel like I'll, we're gonna say why yeah mm-hmm. i'll dream yeah um, anyway do you have any more recommendations i do not these are really good ones though I, especially born of crime that one's really good i know uh so many good books mm-hmm. um i feel okay you and i are definitely gonna do um like a what we read over the year thing next year like like yes a book review sort of for 2022 yes do you think it's gonna do you think you've had a good year so far I think it's good in some ways not good in other ways um I always want to read more fantasy and I can never find good fantasy books so it's kind of a bummer in that aspect but I've I've read so many great nonfiction books this year, which is like, I mean, pretty good. I joined like a book club, so and that's only nonfiction, so that definitely helps. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of fantasy, I mean, unless I find like something really good, um, there'll be another disappointment for that genre, which is so sad because I love fantasy. Okay, do you have any more books like you're hoping to finish by the end of this year? like their goals like tbr yeah, i suppose maybe love in other words by christina lauren that's been on there for a long time but i don't think wow. i might of it honestly but we'll see i heard that was a good book a yeah. lot of people who've i've been on some the people are like weeks. yeah some some people who've read christina lauren they say that this is one of her better books like some because they say some other books aren't just just aren't their style but this one is like more like i've watched a, co- a couple of book booktubers who've said that they really enjoyed this book yeah it's um i think it's one of the highest rated rating ones of theirs um but i don't know you know maybe it's not my style maybe i'll get rid of it who knows uh but that's the only thing i have on hold right now what about you how's your reading year so far you got any goals for the end of the year or anything like that um, I want to read a couple of more nonfictions. I have some that I've already like I have loaned out from the library. Like a yeah. Um then there's a Neil Gaiman book I want to read called The Ocean at the End of the Lane. And um, you know, I just kind of felt this, but um, you know that the Cinder, like Cinder, the YA book, and how like the book and the rest of the series is based off like fairy tale princesses, but like now it's a dystopian future where like androids live amongst humans like it's a it was such a popular YA book but I want to reread the series because it's been years like I read the fourth book in 2016 I don't know when the last time I read Cinder but I want to like you know get into it a little bit yeah go for it um and then um nerd writer one is a popular youtuber and he has a book that's out called escape into meaning so 
Um, it's very popular at the LA County Library, um, sadly, <laughs> um, but uh, they're acquiring more copies so that all of us can read it. So um, that's what's up right now. Well, Hoping to get to it at least. Yeah, I hope you, uh, when we talk about uh, our review of 2022 in books, I hope you meet your goal and I hope you get to read those books and more nonfiction books and whatnot. Yeah. Yes. This has been another episode of the RNR podcast. Um, thanks for listening in and we'll catch you in the next episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye.